Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Series 2 of 17 Questions. Each week we'll be asking celebrities, influencers and authors 17 random questions you never knew you wanted the answers to. Can you tell us your name and a little bit about yourself? My name is Amy Charlotte Keane and I always use my middle name because I think it's really weird. The whole concept of middle names I think is really weird when people treat it like a secret name that you have to ask them for them to tell you. So I'm Amy Charlotte Keane and I'm a writer and a poet and I'm the author of a an Amazon number one best-selling book called The Little Girl Who Gave Zero F***. It's a modern kind of dystopian fairy tale for adults. What's the wisest thing you have ever heard someone say? Get over yourself, which I've been told many times throughout my life, often by friends, um, and I always try and have it stuck in my head, but it was kind of reinforced by So I met a Buddhist monk recently in Sri Lanka. Uh, I went on a two-week vegan yoga detox healing retreat in Sri Lanka and met a monk, and uh, he spoke a lot about ego and how the ego is like the source of most of our unhappiness, like our obsession with status, possessions, all that jazz. And so, I mean, monks are pretty wise. Uh, so I've, I've had that stuck in my head, try and lose your ego, she says, whilst answering questions about herself on a podcast. <laughs> it's an ongoing struggle. <laughs> Describe your perfect holiday. Where are we in the world And what are we doing? I think it's quite presumptuous that you're assuming that you're there. (laughs) But I I totally would invite you and we would go to Centre Parks, which is, um, I don't use the word literally lightly, but it is literally the best place in the world. And they say that it's the holiday, the weather can't spoil, and that is true. Um, And you have bicycles there, you have water rapids, there's deer... Have you, I mean, have you ever been anywhere that's better than that? It's amazing. I'm going to have my hen do there. I'm going to get married there. I love it. Because the reason why, the reason why I'm so obsessed with Centre Parks is because when I was younger, um, I was a bit of a <laughs> Like, I was just one of those kids. I was, like, the youngest. I was a bit spoiled. And I was such a nightmare that my parents couldn't take me... Um, to other countries they just couldn't travel with me for very long periods of time so we only went to centre parks was the only place we could go so we went there twice a year for like 10 years <laughs> if you were home alone what would be the first booby trap you'd set for an intruder uh, a mirror 
that makes you look amazing. <laughs> you know, sometimes you see these mirrors, like a bit like a Snapchat filter. My friend's got this mirror, this kind of mirror in her house. And you walk past and you're like, you have to do a double take because somehow you just look fucking awesome. So I would have that kind of mirror just as someone, an intruder would come in and they wouldn't be able to keep their eyes off this mirror. Um, and they'd be so distracted by how beautiful they looked in the mirror that I would have time to hit them over the head with a frying pan. I've never actually seen Home Alone, so I'm only assuming that there were frying pans involved, like slapstick. What was the last thing you took a photo of? Oh, uh, I checked this. A fuck it, a massive fox. <laughs> so I've got, let me show you. I know we can't interact, but let me show you. I've got a fox in my garden who's decided to live there and it looks like a Jim Henson puppet. It's so massive. It's almost like a human dressing up as a fox and he just sits in my garden. Like, he's so brazen. He's just like, yeah, all right. I can, yeah, I can see you. So I took a photo of him <laughs> to send to my landlord because I was like, How, you need to get rid of this fox. Uh, but it's so magnificent. Foxes are magnificent beasts. If you could eat anything for breakfast, what would it be? I mean, I can because <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> But uh, to answer your question, I saw, you know, like those those little videos, the, the really quick videos, like the tasty videos online, a hash brown lasagna, like a breakfast lasagna, which is hash browns, then cut up sausages and like a tomato sauce, then hash browns, then scrambled egg, then hash browns, then some kind of vegetable sauce. Imagine that. That, that big. You can't see it, but <laughs> my hands are really far apart. Hash brown lasagna. It would probably be a brunch because that's a lot to eat. There's one meal of three. So I'd probably that'd be my one of two meals in, in a day. When people come to you for help, what do they usually want help with? If I, if I could have a pound for every time somebody asked me if they could pick my brain, I would have a very lucrative consultancy rather than giving away my... 15 years of advertising expertise away for free which is essentially what I have to do all the time um, but mostly these days people ask me how to get a book published um, because everyone says they have that story in them and everyone wants to know how I've done it um, but I tell them that it's really hard and not to because I don't want the competition <laughs> but what's quite interesting is like with my with my book the little girl who gave zero f- um, I worked with a special kind of publisher called Unbound who work with like niche and controversial titles and what you have to do to prove that it would sell because the publishing industry is so risk averse you have to prove that it would sell you have to kind of crowdfund the upfront cost and sell like 2,000 copies and then they'll publish it in the way that a traditional publisher would so I get so many people asking me like you know how was it done was it stressful and I'm like it, it was very stressful don't do it but it's it's a really rewarding experience. But you know, there's enough books out there. We don't need we don't need more. <laughs> what celebrity do you have a secret crush on? Don't judge me. Or no, actually, totally judge me because this is weird. Uh, Rory Stewart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I think it's in the Tory leadership race when he was surrounded by the most disgusting vile kind of sharks like human sharks there was this one guy who seemed relatively okay (laughs) this is what the patriarchy has done to us (laughs) there's one man yeah who was who was less evil than the rest of them and somehow I was attracted to that uh apologies I do like that um he was Prince William and Harry's tutor for ages so you kind of think well he can't surely he can't be all bad he's articulate 
uh, took his tie off, didn't he, at the leadership debate. That's, I mean, that's hot. <laughs> if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family think you had done? Right, so this actually happened. I love this question because this kind of happened. In 2013, on the front page of the Evening Standard, there were, there were riots, East London riots in 2000, 2013? 2013. <laughs> uh, there were London riots and on the front page of the Evening Standard was this girl who was kind of leading forward so you couldn't see her face but she had really frizzy blonde hair and she was wearing a flowery dress and she, the police were holding her back and she was leaning down to get her phone and everybody, my friends, my family thought it was me. So they thought I'd been arrested for protesting um, and I had to reassure everyone I knew that that was not me on the front page of the Evening Standard. But I think they'd assume that because it was protesting and it was someone kind of, you know, putting their fingers up to the establishment, they it, it wasn't too much of a cognitive leap for them to think that I'd done it. What's something people don't know about you? I auditioned for the girl band Girl Thing when I was 19 years old. Um... And it's the most humiliating 15 minutes of my life. Like, I still get... I got a little shudder just then even mentioning it. So I walked into... So I used to sing, I used to play the piano, so I did, always did a lot of music. And I thought that would be the audition. However, we went into this room and there was like a room of 20 girls. And the person at the front said... Um, Right, okay, we're going to play... It was Jordan Knight, you know, who used to be in the Battery Boys. We're going to play his song and we want you to freestyle. <laughs> freestyle dance. And I was like, oh, what the f***? I have no rhythm. I literally have no rhythm at all. And I had to dance freestyle for an entire song, which essentially just meant, like, sidestepping and just kind of pointing, like Posh Spice did, while all these girls around me were doing... They were, like, crawling over the floor. They were doing the splits, like, doing backflips. Obviously, they asked me to leave immediately, you know, as soon as the song was finished. And I've never auditioned for a girl band again. If you were to marry yourself, what would your first dance be? Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder, um, which is... Uh, it's not a lot of people know that Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder is actually about a baby. Um, but if I'm going to marry myself, then I'm assuming I can also have babies with myself. So that's fine. It'd be like an all-encompassing song. And I dance around. What I've always thought when I get married to myself or a, a man, um, the first dance, with the first dance, I'm going to have, you know, those like cables attached to my back. And when the song reaches a crescendo, I'm going to be lifted into the air and I'm going to kind of zoom around the hall, um, throwing out sweets to the congregation. I'm not, I swear, I've said that ever since I was like 15. That's what's going to happen. To Isn't She Lovely, which is, which is a really nice song. If you were a potato, what sort would you be? Uh, Dauphinoise, um, because it's the most... It's the classiest, isn't it, of all the potatoes, potato dishes. Um, and uh, always a nice surprise when you see it on a menu. Like, oh, I'll have that. Oh, it comes with a dauphinoise. Okay, yeah. And I, you know, as a human being, I'd like to have that effect on people. Like, oh, it's Amy. <laughs> Here she is. Oh, great. <laughs> What's the title of this current chapter in your life? Oh, so uh, pre-dog. So essentially, 
every my entire life until now it's a bit like the old testament it's just a lump <laughs> it's just a weird lump that i'm calling pre-dog because i know that i'm going to get a dog soon and then my life will change forever so when i get a dog none of this will matter <laughs> it's just going to be everything that happens after the dog a bit like jesus the dog is jesus what tv show is your guilty pleasure towie um I am from Essex. You may not be able to tell because of my incredibly posh accent, uh, but I am from Essex and actually the worst part of Essex that you can get. <laughs> um, a place called Thurrock, which uh, the Guardian newspaper once called the cesspit of the UK. There was like a, like a national happiness survey and it turned out, you know, they measured loads of things like employment and immigration unfortunately and stuff like that and though it came like where I'm from came last um but I do have an incredible fondness still for Essex and Essex people and the Essex accent so Towie I live for and these people have like they've handed us their lives like we should be so grateful if you could give your younger self one piece of advice what would it be I'm going to be a little bit serious again I would I would my younger self I would say don't don't let them tell you off um, because for my entire youth, and even now, to be honest, I just, I got told off constantly. Not for being particularly unruly, you know, I never committed any crimes, but for, for attention-seeking or for being a little bit too loud or for trying to have too much fun. Constantly told off by teachers or, you know, adults or whoever. And as you're, a, I mean, this is kind of what my book is about, The Little Girl Who Gave Zero F***. Um, girls get told off all the time and you become used to it and you become fearful of it which means that we have you know this kind of aura of submission that we're constantly trying to rebel against and um so that's what i'd say to little amy is just fucking ignore them what is your order at nando's oh um i used to work for nando's um as an advertising client and it's a, this is a bloody brilliant question because your nando's order is so ritualistic everyone always orders exactly the same thing like it, that's a, that's a truth so i get uh, lemon and herb chicken in a pitta with halloumi and filled mushroom inside Perry chips and corn on the cob and a little fun fact about nando's orders um uh, when they were my client, we used to talk to the staff. They're called Nandockers, the people that take your order and stuff. And they said that when guys go on dates, so Nando's is really popular for dates because you pay at the beginning and you can then just off and leave anytime you want. So it's like it removes some of the awkwardness of a date. Anyway, so lots of guys, when they place their order, they'll ask for an extra hot flag but get a medium or a plain chicken because they want to look more harder I guess what are you working on at the moment I am working on zero f- musical so I'm working with a production company who've done some amazing just really interesting um, stuff like Jane Eyre the musical they did you know just like really unexpected um, productions a guy called Thomas Cardwell who's based in Oxford he's an actor and a producer um, and we've started work on it already so it's gonna be like a like a proper kind of marchy, anthemic, massive show. And it's definitely going to happen. I've got enough musical, enough of a musical background to ensure that it's it will be of quality. Um, but I just want a stage show. I mean, I know like the Book of Mormon and stuff have lots of swearing in it, but I just, the, the opening scene is just going to be loads of kids singing. 
<laughs> yeah, oh god, you have to understand the story. So this can I just tell you quickly about this story of the little girl who goes zero and this is why it will make sense. Um, it's set in this kind of dystopian land where every little girl has to carry a basket. It's like the law. You have to carry a basket and your basket is filled with and those are like fluffy little creatures. It's different for every single person, but the fluffy little creatures represent your self-esteem and what makes you happy. And so every time a little girl gets is shouted at or told off or humiliated or someone makes her angry or upsets her, she has to give away a And by the end of the day, every little girl's basket is totally empty. Um, and then they go to sleep and they dream like amazing dreams about being an astronaut or, you know, being strong and whatever. And they wake up and their baskets are full again. They're full of because they've had lovely dreams. And so the story is about a little girl who decides what to see what would happen if she didn't give away any She kept her in her basket. Hence the beginning <laughs> scene of the musical being um, because everyone's carrying around their baskets. Thank you for listening to 17 Questions with me, Amy Charlotte Keane. Thank you for listening to 17 Questions. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, share and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any questions you'd love to hear our guests answer, tweet us or drop us a message. It's at 17 questions across all socials. And we'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.